You're the nicest person that I've ever met Even though we live so far apart Oh, I'm so glad we kept in touch But now I'm out of touch Can you fill me in, dear friend? Oh, now is that so? Hi, I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Marin. And welcome to You Should Start a Podcast, the podcast that provides thousands of horses with horse-specific makeup tutorials every year. Every year? God. Oh, what was the inspiration for that? I'm really curious. You know what, Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs> no? You don't have an answer um, for me? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Good. Well, you nailed it. Um... And it, you're right, it does actually segue really nicely <laughs> to my topic, <laughs> topic for today. My topic is, and I think about this a lot, which is a really, <laughs> really <laughs> revealing aspect of my personality based on the sentence that's about to come out of my yep. mouth, but I am of the unwavering opinion that YouTube poops are neo-dadaist. Okay, you've stated your thesis. Now you need to go into the rest. Now of I need the to essay. back up my arguments. Okay, well, first of all, okay, not everybody knows what a YouTube poop is. True. Which, like, fair enough. So I'm gonna very quickly explain it. It and it's that it's just a garbage video. Yeah. Like a YouTube poop is an like absurdist, almost surrealist. People will take uh, whether it's like a movie or like a music video. Mm-hmm. They'll take a video, a piece of video, and chop it up and make it into like. Uh, <laughs> an entire other medium. Yes. It involves a lot of like rewinding and fast forwarding and like cutting clips of audio together to make different words come out of someone's mouth. Yes. A perfect, very brief example of a YouTube poop is someone did one of Macklemore's uh, thrift shop. Great. Where instead of one man's trash is another man's treasure yeah. or whatever, I can't remember what he says. But they made it so that, because there's a part in the song where he says it smells like piss. So they took that and made it one man's trash is another man's piss. <laughs> Great. So, like, that's, like, a really good example of a YouTube poop. But there there are some that are, and I've watched some. Um, there's one uh, YouTuber who does really good ones, um, and they're, like, seven or eight minutes long yes. of, like, He's done a few of he's done three or four of Star Wars and he's done a few of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man films. Right. And they're so good. Like they're really well made in the sense that like the the comedic timing of them is good. The absurdity level of them is good. Like and like they're not it's not a parody because they're not like recreating something and making fun of it. They're yeah. like taking something that's already made and like removing the parts of it that make it good and and poop is really a good word like it's it's a youtube poop in the sense that like it, from the bowels of youtube <laughs> this video yes. has been churned out well and can i don't you know explain to... not to like not to go art history on your butt but can you explain dataism as well yeah well okay so dataism <laughs> <laughs> it was like correct me if i'm wrong on the dates but it's like early 20th century. Oh, God knows I don't know any of the dates. Okay, oh, that okay, is the one part of fine. our history that I absolutely failed. New York data began circa 1915. Yes. And after 1920, it flourished in Paris. So it was a reaction. It was like a socialist reaction to World War I. Mm-hmm. And um, it was everything 
anti. It went against the bourgeoisie. Oh my, oh my god, god, that's the second I episode hate what in I'm a row saying. that we've <laughs> <I'm> disgusted. <laughs> um, but their like their whole like manifesto was that they were against like logic, reasoning, and aesthetic. Yeah. So they like intentionally made the the thing was about making the art and not giving it a reason. Yes. Like they were against. So it's literally intentionally just like shitting on a page and being like, it's art. It's art. And like taking machinery and technology and like um, literature and like tearing it apart and making like a lot of Dada art was collage. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just like making art that's critical of reasoning and aesthetic. And so it's like intentionally ugly. It intentionally doesn't make sense. Um, and it criticizes uh, like the upper class and yeah. war, and so it's like this leftist. Anyway, it's definitely not my favorite genre of art. Oh, me but neither. I think it's a super important piece of pop art, like pop art culture. Yeah, and, like, because it how... was it was like a protest of it was like an art protest. It was absolutely of art, a protest. Yeah, which is fascinating, and to me, a YouTube. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. God, I could write I could write a university paper on this. Yes, which you could. Is, makes me want to throw up. <laughs> but um it's fascinating to me how a YouTube poop is exactly like a modern response to modern technology and art because film is such a common medium now Mm -hmm. and a YouTube poop will generally be composed of well-known films like Mm -hmm. blockbusters so like Mm -hmm. yeah the Star Wars ones or um I mean they've done of they've done YouTube poops of all sorts of things but it's generally of like popular films and so it's taking that that same idea of taking popular movements of art in our time Mm -hmm. and like deconstructing it and being like well this is art too yeah Ah, it's fascinating. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the way that art has evolved since then is also really interesting. Because like you said, like film is such a, it's a such a prolific medium now. Photography and film were also answers to fine art. Because yeah. people did want art to be accessible. Because mm-hmm. art and culture should just be accessible to everybody. And now film is the, probably the most accessible. The most accessible, yeah. Uh, form and- of art. Absolutely, and photography too, in the sense that everybody has a camera, a camera. on their phone, Absolutely. and everybody can make art. Yeah, and and like that's the thing with the YouTube poops is that it's like, I'm taking this thing that cost billions of dollars to make, and I'm not even making a parody of it. I'm literally tearing it apart, and I'm making Macklemore. Okay, well that's <laughs> Macklemore didn't cost millions of dollars for his music video, but it's like I'm making Macklemore and save that. Uh, one man's trash is not <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna send you a link to my favorite okay. like it's called Phantom of the Oak Steak um <laughs> the YouTube poop is called that I will yeah. I'll send it to you and I want you to include it in the link so people can know exactly okay. what I'm talking about yes. they're such a great example of exactly what I mean yeah they would be they would be my supporting argument yeah in my, absolutely. In my essay for sure <laughs> It's interesting to see what it's responding to as well. So like like you said, Dadaism was responding to war and the industrialization of society. And these days, it's responding to the technological revolution. It's this idea that you're right, like everyone has a phone, everyone has a computer. Anybody can be making things. Exactly. And I, I love that of like 
sticking it to the man, basically. Yeah. Okay, here's my favorite sentence from the Wikipedia article, and I know that Wikipedia is not, like, a reliable no, no, source, no, no, but... No, 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 Here's the thing about Wikipedia, though. I'm going to defend Wikipedia till my dying day because they do have to put their own sources in there. Like, That's if true. you scroll down any Wikipedia page, they have to put sources in there. It's but a I great haven't checked the source. <laughs> starting place That's true. for research. Anyway, but it's not. That's my, yeah, but you know what I mean. That's my argument for today. There are two sentences, but I'll start with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, many dataists believed that the reason and logic of bourgeois capitalist society had led people into war. They expressed their rejection of that ideology in artistic expression that appeared to reject logic and embrace chaos and irrationality. Wonderful. Which is exactly a YouTube poop. Exactly. And then later it says, according to Hans Richter, data was not art; it was anti-art. Data represented the opposite of everything which art stood for. Where art was concerned with traditional aesthetics, data ignored aesthetics. If art was to appeal to sensibilities, data was intended to offend. Yeah. Which is such a YouTube poop. Like, they're totally. jarring. They're, like, They're some supposed people... to be absolute, like, the worst thing that you've ever seen, basically. Yes. You're supposed, you're supposed to feel like you wasted eight minutes of your life watching yeah. it. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. And... I've shown them to people and they're like, why do you think this is, like, why is this entertaining to you? Why do you think this is funny? Yeah. Like, what's, like, why am I wasting brain cells looking at this? And <laughs> like, because someone spent hours, hours editing piecing this. together, like, all of these parts of this movie. And, like, some of it is so, like, the cuts are so quick. Yeah. I know how much time that takes. And I'm like, and they're not getting paid for that. No. Like, they're just doing, like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I would speak ever so passionately about a YouTube <laughs> in my life. <laughs> what have I become? What have I become? You've become your highest self, Emmanuel. This Honestly, is your truest self. You're right. Yeah. I'm not even going to argue that. I love, I love this for me. It is very much in the same vein as like I, I really like thinking about how Vine and how um, just memes in general have become sort of this new form of religion that's not like I don't want to say religion because that's not what it is but right. a lot of vines kind of act the same way as hymns sung in a church you can go into a room provided that you know the community that you're walking into and say look at all those and the entire room will go chickens and it's like that's just that's the same format as any religious hymn any call and response religious hymn that You're has ever existed. So right. <laughs> Listen, I think about this a lot. And I also think about how a lot of memes and a lot of images on the internet have become like neo hieroglyphs. Yes. Specifically, the one that makes me think of it the most is um, the it's a screen cap from a vine. And it's um, that it's from the vine where the guy is vaping. He's trying to do a vape trick onto a chair. And oh, then yeah. his the person behind the camera blows away the vape trick and he goes, Adam. Like, you can take a screen cap of that person's face and put it underneath anything, and people will know exactly what you're trying to say. They can hear it in their brain. Like, there is an emotion and a word and a visual attached to that piece of media, and I think that that's awesome. Just an interesting example of how, one, humans repeat the past a lot. Yes. That's just how that is. But also how technology has sped up that process. Yes, absolutely. You know? I I could totally see that. I am 
fascinated mm -hmm. currently. I experienced this, okay, and this is gonna be like a side note and then we can, <laughs> we can <laughs> somehow find a segue into oh, your Oh, don't topic. worry, I've got one. Okay, when we were in junior high, the fashion was like bright neon scene kid stuff. Yes. But a lot of that was kind of inspired by the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It was like a mix of two different subcultures in the 80s. True. It was like a mix of, of popular 80s culture and 80s counterculture. And it's interesting to see how like now the, the, the thing that's getting kind of popular is like in teenagers now is like 90s grunge. Totally. When I was a teenager the thing that was that was popular was like the fashion from the decade before I was born mm -hmm. and that's still the uh, the thing yeah like because now it's the the kids that are teenagers now the clothing is popular from the decade before they were yeah. born and it's so interesting to watch that Absolutely. happen of like I don't I'm not wild about it I don't think <laughs> they look particularly yeah. like cool and who knows, like, we're all going to look back and cringe on what we were when we were teenagers, that's but right. I also feel like, whatever, like, that's how fashion works, Absolutely. and I don't care, like, if that, if wearing straight-cut jeans rolled up at the bottom with, like, a torn thrasher hoodie is <laughs> makes them go to sleep at night, by all means, like, <laughs> let skater lives. fashion live, I'm not mad about it, yeah. wear your checkered vans. Like or... I said, Ska's back, man. Mm -hmm. That subculture is back. It's bizarre. With a strange force, yeah. I, but, oh, I love watching it happen, though. Yeah. I love watching the ebb and flow of popular culture. Absolutely. Like, it's One of my hilarious. Speaking of um, technology and visual comedy, you send me some strange texts on occasion. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I think I need to start making a segment. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even remember what to bring <laughs> up. And it's I'm really scared. not that strange. But you, you mentioned, um, what the hell are they called? Memojis. Oh, in a text, And I was like, what are those? Naively. And so you sent me an example, and I've never been more horrified in my life. <laughs> it's the most uncanny valley invoking piece of widely available technology you know i hate okay. it i do not like it i <laughs> love it i would die for it i know I <laughs> you've sent me four in the last week okay you didn't i feel like i'm gonna double check i'm pulling up the receipts but i don't think you responded to the last one i sent you yesterday yeah uh, i saw it i watched it did I want to respond to it? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, rude. I was being nice to you. Yeah, you... <laughs> They're pretty funny. You were... <laughs> That's the funniest part about it is that you think that they're so funny. <laughs> they're so, they are so funny. You can't On tell the other not. end, being like, this is so frightening. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fun. Okay, look, when I got my work phone... That was that's when I discovered them. Right, they are so precise in how customizable they are. Yeah, that I lost my mind. It is like, kind of bonkers. Yeah, I can change. So like for each, they give you the options of color circles, right. and within that, you can make it lighter or Ooh. darker. And like for my earrings, yeah, I could change. I could wear a different earring on each ear. That's, that's fascinating. That's and the facial 
like recognition technology is not bad. I mean, it recognizes if I'm tilting my yes. face up or down, if I'm like scrunching my face. Yeah. It, that, which well, that I, was the. That's why I was, like, I was thinking how about it. Up I can make my face. <laughs> like but a little it's goblin. Fascinating. I mean, and it's hilarious. How do you feel about the fact that you have willingly given Apple your facial my face? features? <laughs> So that they can recognize it point, on any camera. At, well, yeah, that's the thing. At this point, I I I have already given my face to Russia. Yeah. When I did the aging thing. Oh right. Um, I've given my face to Apple. Yeah. I I have no qualms with it because I recognize the fact that I am ignorantly, well, not even consciously. But blissfully, yes, selling my soul to capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. So, like recently, that study came out about there being lead in the water all over Canada. My friend worked on that study. My yeah, friend is one of so the journalists that worked on that study. Oh yes, we have. This is a mutual friend from. I don't think Camp, so. Correct. Oh no, my friend from work worked on it. Oh yeah, fascinating. Anyway, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, and Sam and I talked about it a little bit, and he was like, you know, I should really be kind of upset about that. And I was like, yeah, me too, but guess what? I don't have the, the time. Nope. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I haven't gotten lead poisoning. No one I know has, like, yeah. gotten lead poisoning from our water. So I don't have the time or energy to care because I have to focus so much of my time and energy on other things. Yeah. That, like, knowing that the government fully has access to my face. <laughs> it's I'm just like, not. It's, I yeah. Do, there is so much that I would need to do to, like, prevent that from happening. Yes. I at agree. this point that I'm like, I just, just take just it, take it. Just Whatever. take it. Like, Fucking... I can't just take I'm it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the same page. Yeah. Um, my dad did send me a memoji this morning and it was maybe the most frightening thing I've ever experienced. No, it's beautiful. It's art. It's dadaist. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm joking. It's not, but I love it. Well, it's highly accessible imagery. It's something that data that would be that would be an example of something that neo dataism is against. Sure. Well, I think because uh, <laughs> it's like but logical. Dataism was, I guess it's logical. Oh my god, we're gonna run out of time to talk about anything else today. <laughs> I'm so it's sorry. Okay. Um, because dataism being a response, like being anti art, right? And yes. so art still has the same precedence surrounding it right now. Um, so especially with classical art, um, we still see people still consider like true art, quote unquote, to be anything from the Renaissance, anything from the Oh, Baroque yeah, period. I see what you mean. Yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that Memoji, <laughs> this is God in heaven. This is a conversation. <laughs> Please continue. Memojis are a widely accessible form of imagery and anybody can take them and make whatever the hell they want with them that's and i think true. that that's very anti quote unquote classical art okay you're right you're right she's <laughs> our dataist <laughs> won this argument hell yeah oh my god won this argument with my meager knowledge of art history <laughs> <laughs> And meager knowledge of Memojis. Yeah. And meager, sorry, meager appreciation yeah. of Memojis. Yes. Oh, I love them. So much. There's really no organic way to move into the topic that I want to talk about today. 
um, other than emojis or faces. And I also wanted to talk about faces, but real faces. Okay. <laughs> That's about as close right. as I can get. Um, I want to talk about skincare today because oh, it's yeah. also a really interesting advancement that humans have incorporated in, into their daily life. And I would like mm. to start off by saying that I think that um, the skincare industry is mostly a scam. Yep. And all of the things that we think we need to be treating about our face, our ER face, are things that humans have always had, you know, like they yep. weren't considered treatable offenses. Yes. <laughs> right? Like having zits and having scars and having anything, anything on your body or face is just like that's supposed to be there because we're a human yep. people, you know? Yeah. And so I think that the the scam of the skincare industry is that we have convinced people that those things are abnormal, which they're mm -hmm. not. And that they need to be gone. And that they need to be fixed and that they need to be gone. And that's unfair and frankly totally. untrue. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I do praise the skincare industry for is handling things like, and the problem is like, I don't think they do this very well, but handling things that are uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. the thing that um, reminded me of this was that the, uh, it's the winter times and my yes. lips are so goddamn dry, so mm -hmm. dry. Mm -hmm. They're dry mm -hmm. all year round, but it's yep. the winter time and the moisture just gets sucked right out of them. Yep. So I have been scrounging the internet and talking to too many employees at Sephora about what products I can use to keep my lips not dry moisturized mm -hmm. because it's super uncomfortable because it's yeah so yeah i did buy a bunch of products to use like a daytime treatment and a nighttime treatment simply because it's something that's super uncomfortable and i know that you were looking for a skincare routine because you are currently yep. dealing with do you mind if we talk about this not at all okay because you're currently dealing with hormonal acne that I am. your your um your hormone treatments give you yeah, yeah, it's a, like, it took, a, a, I mean, it started and it was bad for a while. And now it's more just like the scarring. Cause like I have a, I, my skin scars very easily. Right. Uh, it, it heals very slowly and it, it gets like any wound mm -hmm. remains red for a very long right. time on my skin. Even if it's healed, yeah. it'll stay red. So the biggest issue I'm having is that the hormonal acne that I'm getting is all like on my cheeks yeah. and on my jawline and on my chin. Um, and even like pimples or zits from that acne that have healed, mm -hmm. quote unquote, look like they're still yeah, there. Like they're and... still red marks yeah. all over my face. Um, and so I've been trying to, to deal with that. And I haven't found a, a treatment that has actually like helped yeah. get rid of it because it's a hormonal thing yeah. and I don't want to take medication for it. Yeah. I have found that like I wasn't treating my skin nicely mm -hmm. before either. Like I wasn't doing anything to moisturize my face or the rest of my body. body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mood. I wasn't like I wasn't like washing my face consistently every day. Mm -hmm. So now and thanks to Marin uh, and your advice, um, I went to Lush and this was in August mm -hmm. and I invested in a daily cleanser and in a mask that I do once a week. Well, lovely. And I have a sort of oil, well, it's not oil-based, but it kind of is. It's like a, a, a bar moisturizer yeah. 
that sort of melts onto your face nice. as you apply it. I got all of those things in August and I have not run out of a single one yeah. of them yet. Yep. And I just got the little pot. So there, if there's one thing about Lush that intimidated me before, it's how expensive it is. Yes. Um, but oh my God, it has last. it lasted. Like the shampoo bar that I bought with you last winter, basically, yeah. I still Same. have. They're good products. I spent, I spent $17 on a bar of shampoo. We aren't and I was sponsored, like, Ooh, I hope but... this lasts me three months. But it's lasted me like almost yeah. a full entire year. Yeah. And I'm like still like, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I, think I it's love awesome. Lush. Um, yeah. No, we're not sponsored, but we no, are. No, but I love we're Lush. Both, <laughs> we're both people who shop at Lush. Um, yeah. I do just wish that the narrative around it wasn't, oh, we're making you look a certain way. I wish it was we're making yeah. you. And I think that Lush feel, does this pretty yeah. okay. Like there, a lot of it is like, oh, we want to make you feel a certain, like feel a certain way rather than yes, look a certain absolutely. way. Absolutely. Which is great. Is like, Yeah. Like a, that's the narrative that I would like because your hormonal acne, like you said, you can't do anything about hormonal acne. All you can do is soothe it because that's all it really wants is mm-hmm. like you can do your best to prevent it kind of by like not touching your face not like doing all Whoops. these things it doesn't matter I'm that's the thing touching is, my like, face it doesn't, right now. it's not <laughs> it's that's the thing is like we're gonna keep doing human things we're gonna keep living in cities that have polluted air and we can't mm-hmm. do anything about that all we can do mm-hmm. is drink water and wash our faces every night yeah. and it shouldn't totally. be this idea of like you want to look a certain way you want to not have pimples because they're unseen like unsightly Um, it's, I want to be comfortable because my hormonal acne hurts or my dry lips are cracking and bleeding. (laughs) That's exactly like it's, it's, it's what I like about skincare and why I enjoy skincare as a self care product is not because I think it makes me look a certain way. It's because I want my skin to feel good good. and I want to feel like a healthy person. And And that's been huge for me is just like, it hasn't really helped my acne, but it's not going to. Yeah. But it does make my skin feel really soft. Yeah. And that's all I care yeah, about. Yeah, it's like it's just like a nice like little act of self-care that I think is really yeah. important to some people. And if it's not important to you, good on you. Like, yeah, chase that. Totally. Chase that dream. You don't need yep. to be... If you don't feel like you need to be washing your face every night or like using a bunch of cleansers, then don't. Don't, yeah. And if there are any young people watching... Watching, listening. If there are young people <laughs> listening, we've had this conversation before, and I've had this conversation with almost everybody, anybody who did get into skincare when they were a teen, um, mm-hmm. and they went to the drugstore, and the first thing that was recommended to them was Saint Ives exfoliator. exfoliator. Oh, my oh my god! god. I'm don't here to tell you it. not to t- do. Don't use it. Don't do, do not. It. Do not use it. It is so abrasive, and it will tear up your face. Yep, and it'll make things worse. There are better exfoliators a thing that both emmanuel and i use um is the the exfoliator the exfoliant in it is like ground almonds or something and it's super soft but it still gets rid of all the flakies on your face you still feel clean afterwards like just don't it makes your please stop using super harsh exfoliants on your face stop it can make your acne worse for sure yeah and it will make it way more painful when you do get acne yeah and like even just there so uh the first time I tried to get better things for my skin I went to Sephora with a friend and uh I was also getting her to help me shop for makeup which was super helpful and great and I was like I'm also I never I was like I don't wash my face I don't moisturize so like in Sephora she grabbed some 
um, a thing that she she uses, yeah. which is uh, the brand is First Aid Beauty, yeah. I think. And there was a cleanser and a moisturizer in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and those did not work for me. Yeah. Like the cleanser made my acne worse. But just because they didn't work for me doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. It just means that they're not good for my specific Absolutely. skin type. And that was like a learning curve for me too. It was like, it's not that these things aren't working. It's just that they're not working for me. Exactly. And something else is going to be better. Yeah. Like the the stuff that I use from Lush doesn't help with my hormonal acne, but it does help with just other like... I don't get as much stress acne anymore mm-hmm. um, around my nose and on my forehead. And like those parts of my skin are healthier than they've been in years, yeah. probably. And I think that that's also kind of the tragic thing about the skincare industry is there's really no way. It's like like it's like changing your diet, right? It's like yes. if you do want to get something that's going to help your skin, you're going to have to do a couple of tests. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you have to try it out and see if it works. Yeah, which is can get really expensive is the problem that I do and have exhausting. with it and really exhausting. We're humans and we all have spots. Like of we're all just covered in dots and scars and yes. little bits and pieces of us are discolored and that's just how human beings. That's literally how skin works. <laughs> that's how yeah, skin like... works. I'm so so sick of seeing like anything that has to do with color correction. Like Oh my gosh. Um and that's another thing like I I tried to get into makeup when I was younger and it really never worked and now I just don't wear makeup ever and that's kind of just who I am as a person Um, and that's another thing that I do believe people can do like please feel free to have fun with makeup it's a fun little art form that you can do on yourself Mm -hmm. Um, but also recognize that the reason we shave our legs the reason we pluck our eyebrows the reason we wash our faces so indiscriminately like the reason we put mm-hmm. on makeup is because somebody suggested it once and then we once. thought that that was the norm yeah and then like I forced started, it upon us i started plucking my eyebrows because my brother said i had a unibrow i started shaving my armpits because my brother said it was gross my brother said and he has i b- hope changed this yes. opinion now but when I first started menstruating, my brother said that no guy would ever want to be with me if I didn't use tampons. Christ, <laughs> yeah. on a cracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was, like, it's, the most... Why are we like, so afraid of being human, man? Like, yeah. why are we... My sister and I were talking about this the other day, and we can't really get into it right now, but, like, we're trying to separate ourselves from animals so bad. Like, we true. really do not want to be part of the animal kingdom at all. <laughs> Despite the well, fact what? <laughs> that we definitely are, just because we live in cities and heated homes and have invented air conditioning doesn't mean that we're not, <laughs> doesn't mean we're not animals. animals. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. That's my rant for, for the day. And on that and note, on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not really a depressing way to end it. I, th- I think there's like a lot of encouragement to be found in the fact that it's like, I'm literally just a creature living on this. I'm a critter. Weird planet. I am but a s- small critter slithering along through this life, doing my goddamn best. And your best is good enough. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and you, You're right. yeah, just take care of yourself, guys. Take care of yourself, Emmanuel. Take care of yourself, Meredith. (laughs) Take care of yourself, motherfucker. Take care of yourself. (laughs) 
<laughs> you freak. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say freak, yeah. but I was like, it's too mean. No, no, no. I, I, we call Take... each other freaks all the time. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. I just didn't want the listeners. I didn't want the watchers to be <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> God. And on that note. Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you to Louis Zong for letting us use his track Garbage as our intro and outro. You can find a link to his music in the episode description. You sure can. We thank you for listening to You Should Start a Podcast, a podcast where uh, we are but mere <laughs> parasites <laughs> on this large know, blue that's planet. so mean. <laughs> You're not wrong, but I do like the term critter. Okay, critters. We're but we critters slithering along in this life. Just trying our goddamn best. We'll see you next week, you bunch of critters. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>